Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast, a convenient place where you can stay up to date on what's popular in the swine industry. By listening to Popular Pig, you will receive invaluable information on the latest trends, news, and research from various experts who guide the global pork industry. Popular Pig is brought to you by Swine Tech, the award-winning creators of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how PigFlow can help you streamline your workforce and reduce piglet and sow deaths, visit swinetechnologies.com. Popular Pig is also made possible by Johnsonville Foods, High Pork Genetics, Minitube, Brenneman Pork, Fibro Animal Health, Swine Robotics, Innovative Heating, and PigEquipment.com. Brought to you by American Resources. We are excited to have you all back to the second half of our discussion on the war against ASF with Dr. Adrian Balaban and Matthew Rota. Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast. My name is Matthew Rota, your host for today's episode. Today, we're talking about the war on ASF with Adrian Balaban from Romania. Yes, thank you for the invitation, Matthew. Decided to have you on again and excited to talk through this topic. So also joining us for this episode is PJ Corns from JBS. PJ, good to have you back on the show here. Thanks for having me, Matthew. It's a it's an honor to be on this, especially with Dr. Balaban. To start off, can you talk to the emotional toll on employees or on a team of what it means to, to depop a farm and just the logistics of yeah. how do you do that and where do you dispose of it? And, and what does that whole process look like? Um. I have pictures, but I, I I cannot share with you. I don't want to share with you this. <laughs> Maybe only for you when we meet next time. I will show you on my on my phone. It's not that I have, but it's uh, it's uh, it's a nightmare. Uh, look for the people. The shock uh, in the beginning is that nobody believes it, and this is uh, everywhere. Ah, it's not. Ah, it's confusion. Ah, doctor, they exaggerate. Veterinarians, they always exaggerate. Then you have the confirmation from the from the from the laboratory and then uh, you go into the farm uh, if you are very early in the detection you don't see any clinical uh, sign uh, especially in the finishers uh, or you, you see only one pen in the south so if you have doubts i mean you are a little bit uh, like this ah maybe it's not but later on, it strikes you because uh, suddenly after some days, you see a lot of uh, sick animals. And then uh, you are like this and you realize the, uh, the danger and uh, what, uh, what, uh, what uh, it will happen. And uh, then the logistic, it's uh, tremendous. I mean, uh, you have to, to, according to the legislation, you have to destroy the animals as soon as possible. There is no, uh, no, let's say, they say, it, and it's on the farmer to do all of this. So, uh, because in Romania, we don't have uh, uh, capacities to, uh, dis- to burn all of these pigs. Uh, and because we have to, to, like I said earlier, to destroy them as soon as possible, the solution is to bury, to bury them. And um, for this, we have a special uh, book that tell us how to do it. I mean, you have to dig at a certain uh, depth uh, and then um, uh, you have to add uh, different layers of uh, sand and then you put uh, plastic foil and then you put again sand and then you put straw and then you put uh, lime. 
and then uh, you put the pigs, and then you put again straw, and then you put lime, and you disinfect, and then you put the land, and you cover everything. And uh, it's uh, and for this you need to organize. You need the excavators. You need bulldozers. You need a lot of people to to do all of these logistics. You have to cut open every pig because if you put them there without cutting them, they will explode. And uh, because of all the gases that will gather there, and you have another problem, and we faced also this problem in the beginning, in the first outbreak, not we personally, but in other, the first outbreaks that we have in, in, in Romania, that they bury a lot of pigs and then they explode. It was like a small earthquake. So, mm. uh, so the, the logistic is tremendous. I mean, um, uh, uh, we are using, we, we use CO2 to, to gas the pigs, uh, we put them in cereal uh, in uh, cereal uh, trailers, and uh, we everything is closed. You fill with as many as possible animals, and then you start the CO2. And in ten minutes later, the, all the pigs are uh, dead. And then you 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 unload the uh, unload the, the lorry near the near the ditch, and then you open all of them. And uh, this part, uh, it depends on the. <laughs> how much you can afford to spend. Uh, and uh, also, because also, you, I mean, there, you, you have one, only one, one or two or maximum three places from where you can load animals in the farm. So you cannot, uh, you don't have so many options to go very fast. So anyway, it will take time. Uh, and uh, for us, the first outbreak is in 2020 that I explained to you, uh, it took... From the moment of the suspicion until the moment of uh, that all the pigs were uh, underground, it took um, uh, seven days. Uh, wow. But from, from the moment that we start until the moment that we finish, actually, the, to take out the pigs from the farm, it was 20 hours, 20 working hours. I mean, we work, I was there with my, with my, with my guys, and we work from the first hour of the morning until uh, it was uh, completely dark outside. Wow. Adrian, how many, how many sows was that? What size farm? 1,300 sows, uh, and with piglets still 25 kilos, 7,700 7, pigs we destroyed at that time. And uh, now the last that we, that we have to destroy, it was a finishing farm and, uh, and the sow farm. They were separately, but they break uh, uh, in the same time, more or less, in uh, uh, five days difference. First was the finishing farm with uh, 19,000 finishers. And then it was the south farm with uh, 1,200 sows and and, uh, piglets, until 25 kilo. And uh, this we we managed to destroy in uh, altogether about... uh, 27,000 pigs uh, we managed to destroy in uh, less than two weeks. Wow. Yeah, but with uh, huge logistics, with uh, we have uh, a lot of lorries that were working, uh, two CO2 uh, places where they gas the pigs. And uh, I mean, the, the, the logistic and the, the way that you have to be organized is because is, nobody likes this and everybody would like to to okay to, to slow down you cannot slow down you have to go like yeah like this yeah and- I, I i remember talking to you and and 
working 24 hours a day to get this done. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's there's a lot to unpack with what you just talked about. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to kind of take a step back here and, uh, you know, just the thought of that, and the people. I mean, emotionally, it, it hurts me right now. Um, so mm-hmm. so I'm going to take a step back with a question from um, Dr. Darren Madsen, our veterinarian. His, he's got a question along, and I know you've done a lot of thinking on this, and we're thinking about it in the U.S. because when it gets here, the question is, how long has it been here? So how long do you believe you were infected prior to seeing those sows in that pen? Yeah. I, I, I'll come back to, the, to you immediately, but I would like to, to, to respond to Matthew's earlier question. The most uh, difficult time is not when you discover the disease. It's when you finish, when you take out the first pig from the farm. The, the, how to say, the, the sound of silence, you know, the, that mm. silence in the pig farm that you never hear, is something that you never forget. For me, that was the moment that I break in tears first time. Really, it's it's that that silence, and you know, and everybody's face is like this. And um, maybe some of them they feel guilty. Maybe some of them they feel uh, uh, bad. Maybe some of them they are thinking that they will lose their job and so on. And uh, and but that silence is ah uh, in a pig farm. It's tremendous. I mean, it's it's. it's uh, now coming uh, uh, coming to your question, uh, PJ. Um, look, uh, something that I learned in, uh, to, to to answer to to, to reply in uh, in US. It depends. <laughs> the first <laughs> that you learn in, in school, it depends. Um, uh, we try to we always try to make the connection between the occurrence of the virus and some events in the life of those pigs. So, for example, when we last time get in contact with those pigs, when we last time uh, vaccinate those pigs, when we have last time to interfere in that pen to clean uh, a pipe or to to repair a pipe or to or whatever happened, whatever event that could happen that uh, that could be, let's say, uh, to, uh, could be uh, 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 by a biosecurity failure, or could some, something can happen at that time that could lead to the appearance of the or the introduction of the of the virus. Um, and um, always, always going back, you you have uh, you are. From my point of view, uh, minimum two weeks behind. So this is, uh, let's say, the, the something that strikes out all the time. I mean, uh, when you move last time this south, when you touch them last time two weeks ago, okay. When you bring these pigs here uh, two weeks ago, when last time you enter to to repair something two weeks ago, it always disappears uh, back. It seems that. These two weeks are, but uh, now because we have this discussion so so many so many times, uh, um, and we always try to understand how it gets there and h- how much virus could a person carry to infect a pig, and also now discussing between uh, professional farmers. Me, I never in my life uh, go to put my 
30 hand or my hand in the mouth of the south. Or, uh, okay, maybe when you check the saws uh, for hits or the gills for hit, maybe then you open the, the vulva and you use, but we always use gloves. Uh, so, but we never had ISF in the, in the, in the inseminated or after insemination. We never had ISF after insemination. So in the most sensitive, let's say, uh, period of, let's, uh, regarding the contact. I mean, at that time, it's the most intim intimate, inti intimate contact between a person and an animal in the moment that you, that you inseminate it. Uh, because um, otherwise, the, the usual, usual contacts between the person and the, and, the, and the pigs, this could happen every day. So it's, you cannot make a, a connection between the fact that somebody walk into the barn and the pigs, they get somehow, somehow infected. I think, yeah. though, that uh, there is here a lot of room of uh, investigation. I mean, we have to, uh, we know only the, the, the theoretical uh, literature uh, from, with, from the experience of the Spanish guys or the Portuguese or, okay, we have some experience uh, from coming from, uh, from guys in, uh, in the Baltic states in, uh, in Europe. But I'm not convinced that we cover all the ways of transmission and that we can exclude all the ways of transmission of this uh, virus. Uh, and uh, I, I don't want to, to, to say something before it can be, I don't want to look stupid saying that, okay, it goes like this or like that. I think in the future we will discover more and more uh, uh, facts uh, or we'll have more and more proofs that this virus has different uh, vehicles or more vehicles than we are thinking about. Because um, I, otherwise, uh, how to say, I could see an evolution in the last, in the, la the, uh, in the last 40 uh, outbreaks that we have in our company. And uh, there are four, uh, four farms that are located uh, one near the other, but uh, two of them are in a very short distance and the other uh, two in, uh, uh, let's say, some kilometers away. But we could anticipate, me personally, I, after the first farm break, I was, okay, 99% that also the second one will break because we killed the pigs in front of uh, that farm. And they, I mean, they, we say that doesn't go through the air, but depends on the quantity of virus that we are discussing. If we are killing you know, 10,000 pigs in front of other 10,000 pigs, the probability that something will, will, will jump from the sick pigs to the, to the healthy pigs, it's very high. And then later on, the way that the other two farms uh, break uh, make me think that Maybe we have to investigate uh, some other ways of transmission, especially when you are discussing about huge loads of uh, virus in uh, in uh, one area. Yeah, and, and I think as you say that, um, again, a whole lot there. But one, one of the things is sort of easy. The other one, I think, causes us pause in the U.S. business. Number one, 
some real thinking about how to euthanize a massive amount of animals in a short amount of time. Um, I, I've been in uh, the Iowa Port Congress, the Missouri Port Congress the last uh, in the last few weeks, and that's a huge subject. So I think your experiences, we have to think about that. The other thing that I think um, causes a hair to rise up on my arms is your mention of two weeks, because we're thinking about that. You've been to the United States, Dr. Balaban, several times. How many market trucks are running in and out of Iowa, even in the last 24 hours? So that is a huge undertaking that I know why Dr. Madsen is asking. Um, So I appreciate that. So one thing I want to key on here is, and and I enjoy all of our conversations, um, but this one I wrote down um, because this one, in my lifetime, I've probably been stopped in my tracks maybe a dozen times with something somebody has told me that has critically affected me. So I want to read this because I think it ties into some of this. This was a text exchange you and I had on a Saturday morning. You said, PJ, I have a special request for anything ASF related. Please refer to me as Farmer Adrian. And I responded, yes, sir, but why? And this is what stopped me. You said there is no help being a doctor in this situation. I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying not to get emotional right that's, now. That that's can, powerful. Can Can you explain yeah. to me um, what was going through your mind at that time? Because, like I said, just as a human being, I've had maybe a dozen of those conversations. That's one of them. What was going through your mind at that time? You did not want me to call you Doctor Balaban. Yeah, uh, I will. Uh, uh... I will start with a, with a small uh, story. When uh, uh, in 2018 we had the the explosion of cases in the southeast of Romania, um, uh, I mean uh, from zero we arrived to 40 in uh, three days, and from 40 we arrived to 150 in 10 days. I uh, put my hand on my phone and I called the smartest uh, guy that uh, that I, I think I know and uh, regarding uh, the, the rusology and uh, one of the great uh, great uh, doctors uh, in the world uh, uh, Kim Segales uh, who is uh, we are uh, together in one uh, swine and wine uh, group and uh, we share uh, a lot of, uh, of our stories and of our experience together. And uh, I asked uh, ask, uh, Kim, uh, Kim, and what is this? I mean, is it possible for, for, a, 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 for a virus to, to, to go like this? I mean, it's, this is, uh, this is uh, not, it's not going for the, for the wild boars because we don't have any case in the wild boars. We have only outbreaks in the, in the backyard farms. And he told me, uh, Adrian, this is a human uh, uh, transmitted virus. So uh, the, the hum- it's a human activity related uh, virus. So there you have to work. Forget about uh, the wild boars. And then we start to, to look more in the, in the, in the politics uh, around this. And we, I understood also something that he mentioned to me, that this is a political disease. This is a political disease from the perception of the uh, authorities and also from the perception of the 
you know from the from the perception of the uh, of how the the uh, your international legislation is made because this disease you know creates a lot of puts a lot of barriers and so on and so forth so you have to work on more uh, on other uh, uh, floors than you are used used uh, with so you don't work anymore with your uh, uh, thermometer and with your syringe you have to go to discuss with politicians you have to go to discussion discussion with people from administration with people that they have to take decisions that could uh, uh, could turn against them especially in a, a country like Romania where we have a lot of uh, poor people that they have pigs but not only poor people that they have this uh, backyard pigs these are voters they will not vote with somebody that will interfere with their uh, way of uh, being you know and uh, then what is the, the 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 use to be a veterinarian because my veterinary knowledge are only to confirm the virus after the, the presence of the virus or to to think that this may be after this nothing helps anymore and um, uh, literally let's say in my last 5 years I, I did a lot of uh, 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 reading in the in the legislation. I read all the European legislation, all the international legislation about African swine fever. I tried to get in contact, and I was in contact with authorities until the highest level here in the country and also uh, outside the country. I tried to get in contact with people to try to discuss and to convince them that you have to apply tailor-made uh, measurements from country to country, you cannot just do like this because Romania has a, has a, some specificity which is different from uh, uh, from uh, Lithuania or from Poland or from Hungary and so on and so forth. So I have to be also a lawyer in in all of this. And then uh, and then let's say uh, I I spend my time more and more uh, uh, trying to convince the authorities to. To, to change the legislation and to apply the legislation. And everybody promises, but nobody does anything because they are afraid of the, of, the, of the political repercussions. And you will see, for sure, also in the United States, if the government will not interfere immediately. I mean, the pig farmers will be in the middle of the... Because the pigs will die. I hope this will never happen. But if this will happen, you'll have a huge problem. And the government has to interfere. Who will who'll kill... Uh, 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 pigs in in uh, ten thousand uh, south farm. Uh, you need army there. You take every all the soldiers from Europe and you bring them there to 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 destroy pigs. I mean, it will be it, it can be something very very dramatic. So this is also in my in my uh, in my uh, uh, let's say. I mean, for what use to be a doctor? I mean, to be a veterinarian now is nothing. Means nothing. And that's why, because I, I feel very disappointed, despite the fact that, okay, from a veterinary curiosity, um, in farms where we have uh, uh, confirmed the disease, we try to help those animals to see if they can at least to postpone their, uh, their life. I mean, you can play with it, but you don't have any kind of, uh, any kind of uh, success. I mean, I heard... But I, I think it depends on the genotype. But we are discussing about genotype too, and this this um, uh, serovar that we have in Romania it's quite aggressive. 
doesn't the the animals they uh, they die. I mean, when after the, they show the clinical signs in in a matter of uh, of days, they are all uh, dead. So that was behind my uh, my uh, my feeling and my emotion and my. I mean, what I would like to help. I I hate uh, seeing animals that are suffering because in the end that was the that's behind the my uh, my uh, my drive to be a veterinarian but yeah so in this situation nothing to do yeah i guess go pj do you have something yeah no just uh i i know that was a tough one and i i appreciate your honesty in answering that because again um i enjoy all of our conversations but that one um that one hit me and i know it was hitting you yeah yeah with with my next question, it kind of stays on the, the personal and vulnerable side of things. And I think understanding how you feel and not just what happened also sheds light on the other areas that we need to prepare for this in regards to it potentially coming to the U.S. After battling this for a couple of years now and not even counting into consideration all of the years of preparation, where do you go from now as an individual in your role? Um, when you look forward, is are you needing a break from something like this? Or are you ready to kind of hop back in and, and get going again? What, is, what does it feel like in this moment? Uh, very good. Uh, very good question, Matthew. Uh, you know, in the, last, uh, in the last years, I forget to be a vet. I was more a policeman than, uh, than a vet. And uh, also taking care of, uh, only taking care of uh, biosecurity and uh, and this and you know interaction with uh, people and interaction with authorities and uh, uh, so I miss being a vet. That's the the first uh, thing I miss uh, the normal uh, normal situation because there is something uh, here that is even more frustrating than the ISF. Okay, ISF is there. We are. Uh, in the end, okay, I'm a vet. Uh, I can, I, I know that if I have an outbreak of PRS in the farm, I will see also a dramatic uh, evolution uh, uh, inside. I will see dead animals and dead sows and uh, dead and abortions and things like this. Uh, but I can uh, somehow survive the farm and uh, and uh, and continue. Uh, in the the biggest frustration in case of uh, of ISF is that. Still, we don't understand how uh, it gets into the farm. I wanted to use a, an F word, but I don't, I don't know if it's how. I, we don't know. We don't know really. We have in Romania more than 100 infected farms. We are not. We don't have any uh, epidemiological investigation that shows uh, exactly. Okay, the virus entered from here, uh, from here, or from here. So this is the biggest frustration. And um, uh, 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 okay, uh, the, another frustration is may, may, I think I mixed a little bit the, the the thoughts in my mind. I told you that I have a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Another frustration is in the moment that you the farm is not uh, allowed to move pigs. I mean that's even worse than I said because you are blocked for months for 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 minimum one month. It can arrive to be several months continuous. And all of your production, it's like this. I mean, you are uh, not double stocking. You arrive to have a quadruple stock, stocking. I arrive to have piglets in the nursery of 80 kilos. 80 mm. kilos in the nursery. 
Wow. Uh, and uh, they were uh, four stocks of pigs. Uh, I mean, uh, they were piglets everywhere. You have to abort, abort uh, uh, healthy cows because you don't have what to do with the pigs. And you take the, the lowest... Um, and uh, this frustration comes from the legislation, you know, from the way that uh, the, the European uh, uh, legislation works and the way that uh, the Romanian authorities implement it. Uh, so this, uh, there are, this is even worse than the outbreak. After the outbreak, and when you, uh, when you see everything, uh, of course, it's, it's dramatic, but um, I had this discussion with uh, some other uh, vets, colleagues, and okay, if we, uh, if we uh, step away from this, who will do it? I mean, nobody will take uh, responsibility and nobody will, uh, will step in front to, to solve this situation. So we have to solve it like uh, men and like farmers and like soldiers, like soldiers, like, like soldiers, because we are uh, soldiers here uh, yeah. uh, in this. And then uh, uh, after this, uh, we have to, to see how we can uh, start uh, uh, back our activity. Uh, I miss being a vet. Uh, I uh, I would like to, and I miss to be a production uh, manager. Um, uh, I, I miss uh, looking in the in the numbers and to see, okay, we can we have room to improve here or here, and we can or we have to do this and that to go better. Uh, all of our, all my focus and all not only me, all the all my colleagues in the company were only focusing uh, in surviving in this uh, in this. Uh, so to kind of wrap things up first off thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and to offer your advice and experiences for all of us to learn from to wrap things up one thing i like to ask is for a golden nugget a life lesson that you have learned that you would like to share with listeners and then also if you have any final thoughts that you'd like to to add before we kind of wrap things up here yeah, I thought about this. Uh, what will be uh, what will be my what I learn from uh, from all of this, and what should I uh, uh, should I pass to you and to your uh, listeners? I mean, uh, I'm a part uh, of the Veterinary Council of the. SPMH, the European Symposium of uh, Health uh, Management Association, and um, uh, we were all asked to, to propose one, uh, one uh, let's say, main uh, subject. And I propose how to deal with big crises. Uh, because, okay, we, uh, then this will be in the next SPMH in Budapest in May this year. And, uh, okay, everybody was like, this big crisis. Yeah, because there are people from all over Europe. And I said, yeah, uh, you also for me, five years ago, I was never thinking that I will arrive in a situation like this. So if there is something uh, uh, that it's like, uh, for me, a golden, uh, a golden uh, rule is that never think that something is impossible. And we, we, th- that will not happen to you. Uh, don't uh, don't count on your luck, especially because uh, <laughs> I don't. You don't control uh, everything. 
and uh, around you. So uh, you see, who could think one month ago, thought of one month ago about war in Europe? Okay, maybe the guys from the secret services or something like this knew something, but for all of us who never imagined that this will uh, happen. So always be prepared for the worst. I, I don't say that this has to be your uh, way of living. I mean, to live in a bunker with uh, a lot of uh, concerns and cans there, but have this in your mind that something bad could happen and be prepared for this because otherwise, if you are not prepared in the moment that will strike you, you will, you will be confused and any way you will be confused in the beginning, any way you will be confused and you will lost, you will feel lost and all of this. So especially for the, for the farmers and you have your experience in US with the PRS and PED and so on, bad things could happen. You have to be prepared if, and I hope this will never happen to you, ISF will strike you you have to have a very good uh, plan and be prepared and also work in the psychology of the farmers for them also mentally to be prepared for this uh, this event uh, to happen. Then maybe they will take it a little bit uh, uh, easier. But still, it remains, it's something that will uh, strike. PJ, do you have any final thoughts, questions, or... Um opinions here before we wrap things yeah, up yes yeah, certainly and and i and i think my golden nugget is just what dr balaban said um if it can happen to adrian balaban working company with the level of management the level of engagement the level of biosecurity it can happen to all of us and i think that's that's my that's the real take home for me and and the other thing is um yeah the industry um needs you, Dr. Balaban. The industry, and I'm talking about the global industry, needs your people, needs your passion, and we need your veterinary knowledge. So that's why you will always be Dr. Balaban to me. And my friend, we will share a drink on the Danube Delta, like you've promised me we will. Um, And and I owe you a lot. I've, I've learned um, much more talking to you and talking to your people than I ever offered you. And I greatly appreciate you um, and, and your time. Yeah. And I, it, it, it's something more that I would like. Thank you very much, PJ, first of all, for your invitation and for your kind words and for the introduction and the conclusion, everything. And uh, I mean, it's a real honor for me to be in this, uh, in this podcast with you, Matthew. So, but it's um, uh, something that, uh, let's say, we always have to, to, to keep uh, uh, an open, uh, I mean, it's, it's a danger, it's, a, it's, a, it's like war, you are right, uh, Matthew, it's like war, it's a, it's, a, it's a war, and you have to act, but you always have to keep uh, uh, hope in this, because, okay, maybe vaccine will appear, and I know that there are good, uh, good guys in the United States, in Plum Island, in Spain, in China, uh, all over the globe, in in, in United Kingdom, that are uh, uh, looking for to find uh, to find new vaccines. So we have to to to, to think that this will uh, this will appear, and until then, we have to be uh, uh, let's say very honest with us. This can happen to us. And I think uh, what uh, what will be uh, uh, very important uh, for uh, everybody to be 
realistic with what he has into the farm. I mean, and to accept uh, external uh, external um, audits and the people to come to to point to him very very. This is wrong. This is bad. Uh, this is not going well. This is uh, this is a. Uh, you have to be completely open from this uh, point of view because you never know how this would uh, how this could happen. And keep an open mind, and things will solve eventually. Well, thank you, Dr. Balaban, and thank you, PJ, for joining us on the Popular Pig Podcast. It's been a real pleasure. I can't thank you both enough for taking the time, and I'm sure this is going to not only help listeners, but probably mitigate a lot of challenges or help with those challenges that we might face if in case ASF does make it to the United States. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you, and you're welcome. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Popular Pig. We aspire to learn and grow together through the experience and wisdom shared by our esteemed guests. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues within the swine industry. For more information, please go to popularpig.com to receive updates when new episodes are available. Popular Pig is brought to you by SwineTech, the award-winning creators of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how PigFlow can help you streamline your workforce and reduce piglet and sow deaths, visit swinetechnologies.com.